0: Wonder about the future and how you'll be working and learning? Welcome to You You. in 2042, The Future of Work, with your host, Danielle Wallace. Hello and welcome to another edition of You in 2042, The Future of Work. Joining me today is Joanne Alderson.
1: Thank you, Danielle. My name is Joanne and Alderson, and I have been in the area of interpersonal communication for about, well, should I tell you how many years? Over 20, let's put it that way, and am currently a coach, more career, I would say, than life, although they're often interchangeable. So if you think back from 2000 to now,
0: you know, we've seen tremendous change. What changes do you think? The next few decades may bring?
1: Well, Danielle, I tend to think that the seeds were sown for cha- the changes that we see now and the changes that we're going to see for the next 20 years. These seeds were sown way back in the late 1990s and into the early 2000s. I mean, it takes time, uh, let's face it, for our seeds to take root and grow. And one of the most obvious of these changes has been a decline in literacy. So what do I mean by that? Because if we Google and we take a look at the numbers of of literacy around the world, most people would say, well, really, literacy has been on an incline, not a decline. But for this discussion, literacy includes three things. It includes communication, critical thinking, and writing. And right now, we are in what is called secondorality. So what this is, is it's a time when ideas and concepts are obtained through an external visualization, something that we actually see. And in this case, it's typically on a screen. This is when sort of the external mediums and messages help us make sense of things. During primary or first orality, which we had to have because, let's face it, you can't have second orality without first. Ideas and concepts were obtained through internal visualization. So way back, people used their minds, their brain, to make sense of things, to link one thing to the next, more than we do today. Primary orality was really the genesis of original thought and creativity and, of course, literacy.
0: Wow. So what you're saying is that we're now in the second orality where we're just using it through external visualization. That has a lot of impact on the future and our future world.
1: It does. And, and if, you know, if people are interested and they want to know more about second orality, um, it's a good idea to read Neil Postman and Marshall McLuhan. Because it was McLuhan who really talked about the fact that we are going into a time or would be going into a time of second orality. He was a Canadian and quite a visionary in the area of mediums. And he was the man who coined the phrase, the medium is the message. So with this in mind,
0: then, what do you think we need in order to help navigate this complex future world?
1: Well, one of the things that I see in my business and I think we're going to see going forward is we are going to need to really start focusing on our own literacy, meaning the, the depth and the breadth of our own literacy. You know, if I were, you know, someone out there listening to this, I would ask myself these questions. You know, how well read am I? Am I only reading things that are of interest to me? Or am I reading things that maybe I would not normally have picked up? What is the reach of the knowledge that I have on a particular topic? Does it extend beyond the Internet, which is where, let's face it, a lot of us go to today. We Google a lot of things. Or am I able to start getting information from other sources? Do I go to the library, for example? Do I read books rather than listen to them? Am I able to think critically about something? And thinking critically is going to be key, because if we are able to listen to people and not react to what they're saying, but actually able to ask questions, gain more information and more knowledge, we extend beyond getting our information and thoughts from friends and citizen journalism, which has really grown, and opinion editorials. All of this, if you are seeking a job, is going to really be an ace in your pocket. Because what employers are looking for today, more than at any other time, is people who are truly literate, who are able to think beyond. So we need to really have that
0: first oratory of being able to make sense of things, many have spoken to the lack of critical thinking and we can I can see this play out in the world around us as you mentioned in terms of what we're learning about our world reading about our world through means of the internet these future trends of how this will continue to be amplified
1: and it it will and I think you know Danielle if we looked at it so in addition to the reading um, we need to start asking ourselves what is my fluency in the arts you know can I read music Do I understand measures in music? Do I understand how to make a key change if I need to? Because if I'm I'm in a key of C and I want to make it, say, a a key of A or a key of B or D minor, am I able to do that? Do I know math? Am, Am I able to memorize poetry? I remember a couple of years ago, the Globe and Mail had a challenge. And the challenge was to memorize a poem a week. And I decided to try to do that. And I thought it was interesting because I started reading poems I hadn't picked up in a long time, some I'd never read before. And I thought it was a great challenge because you start we start memorizing things. This is something we don't do today. And another thing, of course, is music, lyrics, as music extends beyond knowing uh, key changes and knowing how to read music. It's knowing how to play music, knowing how to sing, knowing how to dance, all of these activities, expand our thinking. And and because it expands our thinking, and because we are more apt to think differently, we're actually able to solve problems more uniquely than we had before. We're able to say, hey, you know, I happen to have read something in a song recently, and here was the lyric, and what if I applied that to this problem over here? You know, when we do these things, it increases literacy on all levels. If we don't uh, expand our brain, what will happen is we will continue to go down a very narrow thinking of each other. And that leads to more tribalism. It leads to individualism. It leads to a me first attitude. it, it, It increases competition instead of competition. And ultimately, it decreases confidence people have less confidence in who they are.
0: Well said. Lastly, and briefly, how does coaching perhaps tie into
1: this? I think that's the best question of all. And it's a question that I ask myself a lot because I am a coach. My job, and I think most coaches, and I hope they feel the same way, is our job is in coaching to inspire and encourage people to go beyond where they currently are. And I'm constantly saying to people, take a course, do something different. Like for every Thursday night, I do an online improv class. And I'll say to other people, "Look, look online. There's all kinds of theaters that are doing things online So start expanding your brain, read a book you wouldn't normally read on a topic you wouldn't normally explore, learn how to sew, learn how to knit, learn how to crochet, play guitar, expand beyond um, what you know, because we have fallen into a world of copy, you know, karaoke, we mimic one another, we plagiarize, we rely on apps to do our thinking for us. So I think the role of the coach is to coach people to get away from the computer sometimes, and to start thinking for themselves.
0: Well said. Some great practical tips. Thank you so much for these good insights.
1: You're very welcome, Danielle. Thank you.